Good afternoon, and welcome to the Festival of the Full Moon of Cancer, this Sunday, July 2nd. Subtitled, The Journey from Instinct to the Intuition. In other words, from mass consciousness to group consciousness through the individual consciousness in Leo. We are told that in Lemurian times, during the early period of animal man and before humanity appeared on earth, eight signs influenced the planet and the kingdoms of nature found upon it. Animal man could not or did not respond to the influences of Leo and Virgo which are the sources of individual consciousness and the seed of Christhood, respectively. And the zodiac had eight signs. Then later in Lemurian times, individualization took place and the seed of Christhood was planted in man. And these two signs began to influence humanity and gradually that influence was recognized, and the zodiac was then known to have 10 signs. The mutable cross dominated Aries to Capricorn. The opposite sign of Cancer marked the circle of experience. Thus, beginning in Atlantean times, there were already 10 signs, and humanity became increasingly responsive to the planetary and solar influences. And this led to the opening of the door of initiation into hierarchical experience. And the two more signs became part of the zodiac. This additional development made possible the esoteric effect of the fixed cross on humanity. And certain advanced humanity began to mount the fixed cross of the heavens and caused the first reversal on the zodiacal wheel in their lives. This reversal was the true cause of the great contest or battle between the lords of the dark phase and the lords of light, a contest which is today persisting. Presently in our Aryan times, Humanity in its advanced groups, that is disciples and initiates, are responding to the influence of two more signs, which are now part of the zodiac. And we have two, and we have 12 signs. The two additional signs have made the esoteric influences of the Cardinal Cross, of which Cancer is one of the four arms to be felt in humanity and something similar, but on a higher turn of the spiral is taking place as certain world disciples and initiates, we are told, have reached a point in their unfoldment where they are ready to mount the cardinal cross and take some of the higher initiations. And an additional and increasing conflict is on between humanity under the control of the forces of materialism and the hierarchy under the control of the forces of light and love. And right before our eyes, the battle is being waged. One of the influences of the Cardinal Cross today is working through cancer, one of the arms of its cross pieces. And this influence we are told is an involutionary influence. Its nature embroils humanity in its mass consciousness. The cardinal cross is also called the cross of the initiate and the cross of the spirit. And in these names are hinted some of the reasons for its present terrific potency on humanity. The Tibetan clearly summarized the challenging state of humanity in its three essential groupings. 
First, he states that humanity as a whole is in a state of turmoil prior to a great step forward in self-conscious unfoldment and in the expression of the sense of responsibility, which is the first flower and fruit of self-consciousness. Secondly, the disciples of the world and advanced humanity are equally in a state of turmoil. They are being tested and tried prior to taking a major step forward. In some cases, this will be the taking of the first initiation and in others, the second initiation. Finally, the initiates in the world are being subjected to the impacts of energies emanating from all three zodiacal crosses simultaneously, therefore making their ordeal terrific indeed. Humanity is in a battle individually and in all its groups in the need for understanding, brotherhood, and goodwill cannot be overstated. And also, there is much reason for hope. This battle is met squarely, entered upon deliberately, and confronted intelligently in cancer as the disciple enters again and again through cancer in the form of the challenge or the strenuous struggle to transition from the stages and states of mass consciousness in cancer through the stage and state of individual consciousness in Leo and then into the state of group consciousness or intuitional awareness in Aquarius. To the untrained eyes, the growth of these states in the individual and humanity as a whole, blending into each other in the process of transitioning in a most confusing and bewildering manner could not be evidence of spiritual progress, but so it is to the discerning student or observer. Let us pause here and sound the mantra of unification with conscious attention. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. It is towards the group consciousness, the intuitive awareness in Aquarius, in contrast to the mass consciousness in Cancer, which is the true goal of the beginning efforts in Cancer. This may also be considered as the effort to transition from the instinctive racial awareness in Cancer through the intelligent and responsible awareness in Leo into the group or intuitional awareness in Aquarius. In all of this, we must see the true goal of achieving group consciousness as the essential inspiration motivating the establishment of right human relations through cooperation and sharing, and working out gradually through the mass consciousness and individual consciousness. Cooperation and sharing 
may be considered as a pair of major techniques in implementing right human relationship. The white magic of the soul and that of the great seventh ray and the abundant life-giving energies and forces of Aquarius. Cooperation is also the active demonstration of our one humanity, while sharing turns open the floodgates of life, and that life more abundantly. And all of this is being made possible through the successful passage, through the states of mass consciousness, individual consciousness, and towards the Christ consciousness. The mass consciousness experienced in cancer, in truth, hides a deeper soul activity that flows forth in Aquarius, that flowers forth in Aquarius and consummates in Capricorn. Just as the corresponding instinctive racial awareness in cancer is the seed of the intuitional or Christ consciousness and the initiate consciousness in Aquarius and Capricorn is respectively. Cancer is the opposite sign to Capricorn. These two signs are the two gates or doors of entrance. Cancer is the gate into form life, sometimes called the gate of man, and prefers the opportunity to identify with the mass consciousness of human life. And Capricorn, on the opposite end, offers entrance into universal state of consciousness, into the realm of the spirit through initiation. In the relationship between Cancer and Aquarius on the one hand, and between Cancer and Capricorn on the other hand, the consummating achievements were already pre-existent in Cancer as a seed inherent in the instinct even though the path from instinct to intuition is a truly long journey. Here is the need for patience. The Tibetan says, patience signifies embryonic immortality and persistence. The student seemingly goes through these stages individually, yet all the time he is essentially participating in the group process in consciousness. For example, the significant group nature of cancer is highlighted by the emphasis that the Tibetan places on the need for recognizing and realizing that the door, the form of opportunity into incarnation, which cancer represents, is an expression of group impulse and that we should strive to appreciate reincarnations as a group process and to desist from the petty and selfish appropriation of reincarnations, which clouds our perspectives and understanding of the processes of reincarnations proper, more appropriately worded by the Tibetan as a form of cyclic impulsations or intelligent, purposeful repetitions and conscious in-breathing and out-breathing. When such a wholesome perception characterizes our attitude and we consider reincarnation in the terms suggested above, we shall begin to see the true nature of incarnations and the passages through Cancer and Capricorn and regard incarnations not as an individual appearance motivated by desire for form life, but soul activities motivated by group service in order to liberate and lift matter up to heaven. The Tibetan puts it beautifully and clearly in the following words. Basically, it is not desire which prompts return, but will and knowledge of the plan. It is not the need to achieve an ultimate perfection which goads the ego onto experiencing form, for the ego is already perfect. The main incentive is sacrifice and service to those lesser lives that are dependent upon the higher inspiration which the spiritual soul can give. 
in the determination that they too may attain planetary status, equivalent to that of the sacrificing soul. It is in order eventually to negate the space-time concept in the here, in the threefold world, and to prove it an illusion that the door in cancer opens to the sacrificing, serving soul. Perhaps our social recognition of generations, baby boomers, generation X, generation Y, and generation Z is an unconscious effort in this right direction. The effort started from the racial instinctive awareness in cancer has progressed quite well, despite humanity's many challenges today. In his appraisal of the modern situation, the Tibetan was generous and positive. This generosity may serve as a source of much hope for all of us. He notes the following. Human beings stand today at a midway point, generally speaking, between these two states of mind. Though perhaps it might be more correct to say that a fairly large minority are becoming group conscious, whilst the majority are emerging out of the mass conscious stage and becoming self-conscious individuals. This accounts for much of the present world difficulty and the crash of idealisms. The two groups bring different approach to the world problems as we now find them. He implicated three signs influencing human consciousness as follows. Cancer, bringing energy of mass consciousness, instinctual awareness. Leo, bringing self-consciousness and intelligent awareness. And Aquarius, bringing group consciousness and intuitional awareness. The development of intuitional awareness, the Christ consciousness, which is the consummation of the tentative, instinctive mass and racial beginnings in the earlier experiences in cancer, is the dramatic challenges with which Hercules is confronted in the labors in cancer. Let's briefly follow some of his endeavors in cancer. Hercules' teacher received the following conditions that must characterize the test in cancer from the preceding one. He says, provide a test which will evoke his wisest choice. Send him to labor in a field wherein he, Hercules, must decide which voice of all the many voices will arouse the obedience of his heart. Provide likewise a test of great simplicity upon the outer plane, and yet a test which will awaken on the inner side of life the fullness of his wisdom and the rightness of his power to choose. Let him proceed with the fourth test. This is from Labors of Hercules, page 77. Let's expand a little <clears throat> on the injunctions or conditions attached to the test in cancer. The test must evoke his wisest choice. This is the awakening into a functioning activity, the love patterns. For wisdom is part <clears throat> of the dual nature of love. Hercules must be confronted with the need to decide as to which of the many pairs of opposites he will attend to in their ever increasing subtlety and difficulty. This is the demonstration of wisdom in service. This decision is also concerned with recognizing and responding to the one voice, that clarion call of the soul, a voice which, clarion though it be, is seldom heard among the many conflicting, confusing, and enticing voices of the form nature. Currently, the many voices are a legion and many are the numbers of humanity who are falling victims to the lies, the propaganda, the innuendos, the falsehoods, and the devious manipulations, the self-aggrandizement, and the self-serving hypocrisy clothed in the pretense of concern for humanity, which is deceiving 
and confusing many. But through the discord, Hercules, the aspirant and the disciple, is learning to listen and to hear. He will learn that before the soul can hear, the image man must become as deaf to roarings as to whispers, to cries of bellowing elephants, as to the silvery buzzing of the golden firefly. For then the soul will hear and will remember. And then to the inner ear, we speak the voice of silence. This is from the voice of silence. Paragraphs 10 to 13. This is the intuition, this voice of the silence. This hearing leads to the harmony within. And this harmony is also evidence of an obedient art. In such a case, the soul has so essentially reflected its nature in the personality to the extent that the soul-infused personality state is appreciably present and the life anchored in the soul from the spiritual triad is strongly felt. And there is conformity, agreeableness, and obedience to the life expression of divinity. The test must also be one of great simplicity. And for the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, we cannot expand any better on this demanded simplicity than to quote the words of the Tibetan himself, that the simplicity of the soul opens the door to Shambhala. But this simplicity is also shown in the ordinary way of mundane life, in the simplicity and singleness of the discipleship life in the three worlds of human endeavor, as kindness, as goodwill. Shambhala is both a commencement and a consummation, a beginning and an end, the alpha and omega of revelations in the New Testament of the Christian Bible. Simplicity ties these two together so that the end approaches the beginning. The test also demanded that all these conditions must produce an awakening on the inner side, which will demonstrate the fullness of his wisdom and the rightness of his power. Here is depicted for us the essential dual nature of the spiritual triad, body and atma. The fullness of wisdom in the rightness of power before they are reflected in the substance of the mind and then become atma, bodhi, manas, the triplicity. But way before these higher developments and demonstrations, the disciple will have multiple opportunities to manifest these qualities in everyday life even before she consciously and deliberately reverses her path on the zodiac, many virtues are becoming the heritage of humanity in all levels of life. And it's not uncommon to meet the expressions of virtue in both the so-called lowly places as in the higher places of life. These qualities that we are reflecting upon are all aspects of forces and energies and demonstrating of the intuition, Buddhic substance, or are all founded on the functioning of the intuition. Perhaps the significance of the intuition whose development is started through the instinctive activities and the mass consciousness in cancer is that there is no initiation possible for the aspirant and disciple unless the intuition is beginning to function in some measure. It is akin to the esoteric sense which is to be developed by all aspirants and disciples. 
through all these stages, we slowly come to the realization that the compassion and wisdom of divinity ensure that we reincarnate again and again and again. Thus, in the second part of the labor in cancer, the repetition of the reincarnation process is illustrated and emphasized. After Hercules had captured the sacred door, the hind representing the intuition, and held it close to his heart and placed it on the altar of the holy place in the shrine of the sun god, he comes back to the teacher of his life and announces, I have fulfilled the task set by the presiding one. Simple it was, except for length of time and wariness of search. I listened not to those who made their claim, nor faltered on the way. The doe or the hind, representing the intuition again, is in the holy place, close to the heart of God, and likewise in the hour of need, close to my heart. To his declaration, Hercules is told by his teacher, Go look again, Hercules, my son, between the pillars of the gate. And Hercules obeyed. Beyond the gate, whilst on a nearby hill, there stood a slender form. There stood the door behind again. And Hercules asked, Did I perform the task? Oh, teacher wise. The fawn, the doe, the hind is back upon the hill where I earlier saw it stand. And from the council chamber of the Lord, where sits the great presiding one, there came a voice. The voice said, Again and yet again must all the sons of men who are also the sons of God seek for the golden antlered fawn, representing the intuition, and bear it to the holy place again and yet again. Thus was indicated to Hercules, the aspirant, the disciple, the soul in form, and to all of future humanity, the repetition of the reincarnating process the group process in the long and patient development of the intuition, the Christ consciousness, body, and the esoteric sense. The keynote of cancer on the reversed wheel of the zodiac is, I build a lighted house and therein dwell. The Tibetan concludes the chapter on cancer in esoteric astrology with the following, this sign can carry deep meaning to all. You are in process of incarnation. You are following your chosen way. Is the house you are building yet lit? Is it a lighted house? Or is it a dark prison? If it is a lighted house, you will attract to its light and warmth all who are around you and the magnetic pool of soul whose nature is light and love will save many. Thank you. Let us meditate. The full moon approach to the hierarchy. Keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great 
center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark. And then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light. And lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them, the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, takes the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. Letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the group of world service, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, 
the center where the will of God is known. higher interlude hold the contemplative mind open to the extra planetary energies streaming into shambhala and radiated through hierarchy using the creative imagination endeavor to see the three planetary centers shambhala hierarchy and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Meditation, reflect on the seed thought. I build a lighted house and therein dwell.
Precipitation, using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good, pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepared physical plane centers through which the plant can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation, Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, a group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution.
lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I, the soul, will outward move. From that center I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, and Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Thank you. There are a few announcements. The Cancer full moon occurs tomorrow, July 3rd, at 7.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So we are moving towards the full tide of the full moon in Cancer. The Leo New Moon Meditation, which is the next meditation, will be on August 15th at 6 p.m. Tuesday, August 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. After that, we shall have the Leo Full Moon Festival on August 1st. On the full moon in Leo, the festival will be celebrated on Monday, July the 31st at 6 p.m. But the full moon itself occurs the following day. So the Leo full moon festival will be Monday, July 31st at 6 
PM. Thank you. And good afternoon.